Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen. Andy's got some sick kids at home. Real life has returned to the Molitor household. So Andy's dealing with all that nonsense. We bring in Mr. Matthew Rooney, who pretty good night last night, Matt, as I start to look back here. I mean, the baseball game didn't go so hot for you, but I wasn't really cheering as hard for that pick as maybe you wanted me to. Oh, no, um, honestly, I, 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 that was so fun that I don't care that I was wrong on that pick. And I also fun. didn't Wasn't account for Lance McCullers, not only Lance McCullers tipping his pitches, but then apparently everybody in the world watching the game, knowing that he was tipping his pitches and the Astros doing nothing about it, how there wasn't a, Hey buddy, like you're doing this or stop doing this, or you're doing something. We need to figure it out in between innings. I'm not really sure. But Bryce Harper saw it right away, and Twitter was blowing up about it right away. And it was just, nah, we're just gonna keep rolling with it. But that was that was awesome. That was so fun. Yeah, I saw there was a, so somebody uh, tweeted out a video of the Bryce Harper homer from the like uh, like the outfield. And this like was probably a couple rows from where the home run landed. It was so awesome seeing it from the outfield. The ball kind of come up and then drop land right there. It was just awesome. That that place was electric. One of my favorite tweets, um, apparently the local Penn State campus measures seismic activity, and there was two registers in the scale that. last night for both home runs, which is pretty stinking hilarious. And I mean, the pitch tipping thing, it's always talked about like in this weird way, like should Bryce Harper not have said anything to anybody? Like did he violate a rule for being like, well, homeboy's lifting his knee up higher on this pitch than the other pitch? That's, yeah. Or is there, it that's just not the pitcher's fault? Like. Again, no, that's there's the all same these thing weird in, rules that I don't understand about like trying to be good at, at gaming, you know, baseball. But that is the same thing as, and now I played uh, offensive line throughout my entire life of football. So I'm going to use it like a tip from here, but like, that's the same as when you're a defensive lineman and you're taking a look at the left tackle's stance, or you look at the, the right guards knuckles to see if he's kind of leaning forward on them and it's in a run block or he's leaning back on a pass. That's not at all cheating that's nothing if you're giving me information if you something you're doing is sh- telegraphing what you're going to do it's like a quarterback staring down a receiver you know he's going to throw there so you're going to try and jump the route i mean that's not tipping your pitches is 110 on the pitcher it's not like the phillies are recording him and then saying oh this is what we're doing it's just it's something you notice in the, in the game they're not i would be watching game tape all the time and it it is something again in my limited knowledge of baseball it's something even i noticed it was like oh he's throwing whatever that this one is or whatever that one is and dan does make a good point they talked about it on the broadcast not a great matchup for a guy in mccullers who seems i don't know unwilling to throw the fastball i maybe i've never seen a pitcher that just doesn't throw fastballs i mean even jamie moyer who threw an 80 mile an hour fastball would still ratchet it up from time to time to 82 Love jamie like, moyer it's just it's so strange to me i mean is this as strange as i think it is for him just to not throw fastballs like that yeah no that's kind of weird like that you still have to be able to throw fastballs especially if people if left-handed hitters like that are just if they've gotten to the point where they know you're throwing curveball you're throwing something off speed you're not going with fastball and just sitting on it you have to change things up it's it's a very weird tick whatever mental hurdle to get over or stubbornness it's not even a mental hurdle just some, some sort of stubbornness uh very weird thing for him to not want to do especially right, for a yeah, guy that throws the ball pretty hard it does it's it seems really odd and again those those some of those i think there was maybe one or two of those home runs with there in houston you know that's a catch in deep right field but 
I, they were just walloping on that ball. I mean, I, again, I didn't get a chance to see exit velocities or anything like that, but just the sound and the, and the look of the ball, it just it seemed like they were really wailing on him. So we'll see. As a White, as a White Sox fan, it is very cool for me to be able to watch and root for Kyle Schwarber because for so long, as fun as it was to watch him mash home runs at Wrigley, like I don't like the Cubs. I didn't like seeing it because I, I don't want them to do well. Seeing him just mash home runs for a city like Philly that is so passionate that kind of like I feel like the Phillies and the White Sox in terms of fan bases have a have a similar type of blue collar type crew. Like it's it's just fun to watch him get along so well with that. He's a perfect fit as a Philly, just a big power hitting lefty who's not going to hit for much average, but will hit 50 home runs and have a lot of fun and have a lot of swagger doing it. And it does, he has, he has been a lot of fun. And there is something about him and Harper and the rest of these guys in that lineup. You just, you see the look in their face. They're just staring at the ball. Dan, you can throw up taking, the graphic now if you want to. They're taking <laughs> big cuts and about. stuff. I mean, like, there is, there's some confidence. And that's that's what it's about. So you're betting on it again tonight. More home runs. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, we, we talked about it this morning in our, the group texted me and Dan, and we wanted to have the odds up. And Dan's like, Matt, don't feel like you need to make a bet if you don't want to. I don't really want to. I don't. It's hard to get a feel on this series because I think. Do I think Houston bounces back at some point? Probably, but do I want to bet against Philly at this point with how they're hitting the ball? No. So let's just bet on Schwarber or Harper Dingers. to go. Deep. Those are pretty fun. Let's bet on home runs. I don't really know what's going to happen. Nobody really knows what's going to happen tonight. Let's bet on some fun home runs with the two, you know, biggest power hitting lefties in the in the in the city of Philadelphia. I think you can get on board with that. I can, and I think it's an over spot here. And part of it is just simply, this is a really nervous position for both pitchers, right? You're Christian Javier, pretty obviously, you know, I hate, I always hate when people say this, but I'm going to say it. The Astros don't want to go down 3-1, and Christian yeah. Javier doesn't want to, like, ruin the series. But that's a real thing. He's going to come in with some nerves. We'll see how he does. And Nola couldn't be more nervous. This is his chance, you know, not to win the World Series, but if Nola comes out, pitches seven really strong innings here, you know, only gives up a run or two, the Phillies are up 3-1 with Wheeler coming up. I mean, it really puts the Phillies in the catbird seat. And Nola has gotten smacked around his last two Yeah, starts, I was going to, so like, this is a chance for a redemption for him pitchers. after that game one. I might look at a first five over. Yeah, this is a, I mean, he was terrible in game one, and obviously they came back and won that game, but this is kind of his, his redo. I mean, it ended up not killing them in game one they came back and won the game so no harm no foul but you know this is kind of his chance to go from you know guy that you know we won the world series with to guy that we possibly won the world series because of because he got some redemption yeah that's that's what we're going at tonight so i think it'll be a little nervy to start again maybe one of those crazy first threes i've been hearing so much about or uh running the first inning i'll probably stack up a little bit of that but yeah gonna head down having fun watching the game was your mom having fun watching the game last night Absolutely. We were, I mean, it was almost, we were nervous at some point, you know, they're up seven runs. I think it was that in the fourth or fifth inning. It's like, all right, yeah. this is, this is, mm, how does this go? Let's go. Let's just go fast forward, fast forward to the eighth. Fast forward to the eighth. And it's such an advantage for them to, you know, to get that start out of Suarez, to not really have to use any of their big bullpen pieces, mm -hmm. just everything stacking up. So we are actually going to head down into the city tonight, see if we can get lucky and maybe get a ticket for hundreds of dollars instead of thousands of dollars, maybe after the first pitch or something. Worst case, we'll be down enjoying the atmosphere in Philly. It's 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 a lot of fun. I wish I'm I'm very jealous. I would love to at least be in the city for that tonight. That would be fantastic. So we'll see. Honestly, we might even sneak down there. The Sixers are playing tonight across the street from the Phillies. Maybe we'll sn sneak a uh, cheap Sixers ticket and then be it around the Phillies for the end of the game. But who do the Sixers have tonight? 
the Wizards of Washington. So it should oh, be that's right. I think I, I think I bet them tonight. I think I bet on them. <laughs> well, we'll get to NBA in a little bit. There is still tennis. I know all this other stuff going on. And if I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand <laughs> more times. Tennis persists. It is 11 plus months a year. It is pretty much all day, every day. And we continue with tennis in Texas. Um, first set overs, we got pretty snookered yesterday. Had a 6-3 with a chance to hold for our 6-4 and start to climb up the ladder. A, a pretty brutal break there. Again, in the other match, got to 6-4, was unable to get the hold to get us to 5-5, to get us to a 7-5. But back to the well again. Um, we'll start with the smaller event here in Midland, Texas. The WTA, again, it's one of those 125K challenger events. You should be able to find it just about everywhere. On Lee, minus 125 really like the way she's playing tennis again one of those players i've talked about before generally has a better profile in these smaller events really lines up her year um around playing some of these uh, events in the united states and 125 point you know 125,000 points or 125 points whatever the ranking points is it's half of a 250 but that's still pretty good you can stack those up you know winning those is better than maybe going to some of those mid-level tournaments winning first round losing second you know really taking the grind out of it it's Kind of an interesting way to build up your schedule and, you know, hold up your spot in, in your ranking. So, like Lee here, she goes against Magdalena Fleck, uh, beating her all three times they've played. Again, matches over the past, but you just like to see from a stylistic standpoint, anytime someone has played three or four times that, you know, maybe your player has a little bit of an advantage there. Playing good tennis, I'm seeing minus 125 just about everywhere. I have this closer to minus 140, almost minus 145. So, let's go Onley. And then I am not afraid. Going back to these first set overs here. Um, got some really nice numbers in this Pagula-Jabor match. The total, 22. Both women play really long matches. Again, especially long first sets. Nine and a half is plus 100, I believe, at FanDuel. Minus 110, a couple other places. Anything standard juice or better on that nine and a half looks good. Ten and a half plus 250. Twelve and a half plus 500. Those numbers should be everywhere. You can even find stuff a little bit better. But have this pretty much locked in as a 6-4 or longer first set. Um, again, both women hold well. Both women know how to kind of take control of a set. If maybe they get down a little bit early, I think there's a great chance this gets to 4-4, four, 5-5, four, five, five, and we're cruising at that point. So give me oddly this afternoon just to win straight up over Magdalena Freck. And then later tonight, uh, this will actually be while the baseball is going on. Since tennis, I guess, hates having people watch things and hates money. They put it on during prime time of a World Series game. But I digress. I'll be score watching there while we're watching the Phillies. So handful of tennis looks for us. And What's happening on, on the ice tonight? There is hockey. I know it's it's not as talked about as maybe as it should be. I don't know. Should we be talking about hockey? Is anybody doing anything nuts? Eh, it's it's still early in the season. There hasn't been anything too spectacular yet. Um, and tonight is only a two-game slate. Wednesday night is the the TNT night, and they try to keep the uh, the games to a minimum to get the you know max amount of eyeballs on that. But for some reason, they have two early games instead of you know. A six o'clock and then an eight thirty start. It's it's very weird. They have a six and a six thirty start, which is okay. That seems very NHL. But we do have one pick. Um, I am going with the upstart Buffalo Sabers, having a very good year so far this year. I feel like we've been hearing every year that they're building a very young core for the last like five. This year at least, they're off to a nice start. I believe like six three and zero or six three and one, something along the lines of that. Taking on the Penguins, who just lost last night at home to Boston six to five in overtime. Uh, they have to, granted, not very far, but it's a travel spot for them. They probably got in pretty late last night. Uh, the Penguins defensively have been terrible this year. They've allowed them, looking at their last five games, six goals, three goals, five goals, four goals, and six goals, and they're not scoring a ton either. They've scored just one goal in three of their last five. 
Buffalo scoring a lot. They have 12 goals in their last two games. So I'm going with the Sabres money line. Fresh legs didn't play last night versus a Penguins team. It did play last night, and I did not put it on here, but is since the time I put the, the info in for this pick, I'm leaning towards an over two with over six and a half. I just I pick, The Penguins are going to have some tired legs. Defensively, they've been terrible. Their goaltending, both goaltenders have been kind of a disaster so far this year, and Buffalo's been scoring a lot of goals. So give me the Sabres at home against the Penguins, plus 104 and the over six and a half. I like that. I, I dig that. Your Maybe you'll Flyers play, do play, play tonight, but I stayed away from it. As you probably should. Maybe I'll play like a Sabres team total over two. We'll just combine I would like everything that. into one yeah. beautiful That's play. probably at three and a half, I would guess. So that's three, three and a half. So I would take that. They said the total six. They're a slight underdog. Yeah, maybe there's a – Do they ever hang three or there's always just half goal lines? Usually half goal lines. Let's take a look at that. But I would take an over. Okay. Now you said you bet against the Sixers tonight. No, I bet on the Sixers tonight. Oh, I'd say it's interesting. Is that bad? I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. At this point, we're not sure if it be just the money play. line. No, just the money line. That's, all right. Oh, that's right. So you did one of your parlays. What else did you? I put did the one Sixers of my parlays that I, that are very much not supposed to be doing. <laughs> that's all right. We call them the count maintenance parlays. So you you put the Sixers. Who else did you parlay with? Again, uh, people. Have to pull Matt up. likes playing the, the, the big favorites here. Why don't you keep talking while I pull up DraftKings and figure All out? All right, I let's see. Let's see. I think it actually might have been the Bucks and the Grizzlies money lines. I think it was Ooh, Sixers, Bucks, Grizzlies. Well, I like one of those for sure. Um, okay. Three picks for me tonight. A big slate again Wednesday night in the NBA. A little more full. Uh, Going to start with the New York Knickerbockers, two point favorites hosting the Atlanta Hawks. Um, producer Dan, close your ears. I don't think very highly of this Hawks team. They have a very thin second unit, especially without Bogdanovich. Um, Akangu is questionable tonight. They go up against the Knicks team. Very solid starting five. Really energetic second half. I think this will be a great spot to kind of grab some Knicks um, numbers live if you're watching the game and Atlanta gets out to a hot start because once those starters go off, the Knicks should really rip through this team. It's a tough schedule spot for the Hawks. Last road game for them. And when you start to look, they have four wins, but those four wins come against Houston, Orlando, and Detroit twice. They have yet to really keep it close against a good team. Not that the Knicks are great, but they're much better than the quality of team Atlanta has been beating up on. So Knicks minus two looks really good to me. Had this closer to four, almost four and a half. Bucks minus 11 and a half. They generally beat the pants off the Pistons. That game got a little bit closer than probably should have been the other night. Um, still no Chris Middleton for them, but still expect the Bucks to absolutely wail on this Detroit team. This number closed at 13 last game. We're getting a chance to bet it right now at 11 and a half, even 12. Um, really happy to just get a chance at this, a better number than what we saw last time. I, I don't see any reason for this adjustment. Plenty of rest between the last game. Again, the market closed 13. I had it 14. Happy to take the 11 and a half tonight. And the Memphis Grizzlies go up against the Portland Trailblazers. Could be a tough spot for your Memphis Grizzlies tonight, Matt. A um, little bit thin. We'll see how they do tonight. And the Trailblazers have been really good. There is a, a team that I was down on before the year. Didn't really see kind of what's happening here. But Jeremy Grant has uh, done well, kind of staking more of a secondary role. Anthony Simons continues to be good, which will be solid for some of our MIP bets. But this total just looks way too low for me. I had this closer to 230, um, you know, 229 as I started to tweak some things down based on what I was seeing in the market but 226 looks like a great number would play this as high as 227 so Knicks minus two bucks minus 11 and a half would play that anything 12 and a half or less and then grizzlies blazers anything 227 or lower will take the over and thank you for nailing that bulls money line pick last night too that was lovely that was a fun uh, fourth never in doubt 
Never in doubt. We knew the Nets collapse was coming. Fatigue. It comes for all of us, those tired That's legs. True. But while that was happening, you were dominating Maction. Three and one last night. Did you sprinkle any of those I, money lines? I uh, I had a very – I did not sprinkle the money lines, unfortunately. I wanted to sprinkle Ohio, but I just said, let's not get greedy on week one. Let's see what happens. And, uh, you know, it's it's okay. I, I can live with it. I can live with a three and one night. You can't be looking back and thinking what could have been because, you know, it was, it was day one. Maybe if I get a little bit more confident in the system, if the system keeps proving itself as we go on here, then then I'll probably lean towards that. But right now, just underdogs and overs. Steady Not a process, Eddie, just a system. Three and one. Line. Yeah, exactly. It's both. <laughs> process, system, whatever. Trust the process. Do have two picks tonight. Um, last night, we had some like 500 teams going. Uh, this first game is true action. We have two and six Central Michigan visiting two and six Bowling Green. Oh, it's going to be lovely. It's going to be Bowling so Green. Fun. I like Bowling Green. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Western Michigan's going to Bowling Green. Central Michigan's at Northern Illinois. Both teams two and six, though. So either way, uh, I, I'm going with Central Michigan plus six and the over 56 and a half because underdogs overs. Um, but also both teams, Central Michigan, Northern Illinois, pretty bad defensively pulling up the numbers here. Northern's allowing 33 points a game. Central Michigan's allowing 29. Both teams scoring in the mid-20s, so I like that there. And I like taking six points. I, I know Northern's played okay in some, some decent spots this year. They played Kentucky kind of tough. But six points in a matching game, Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois is a 2-6 and six team. I don't think any 2-6 and six team should be laying six points against just about anybody. Give me Central Michigan there. And Western Michigan, Bowling Green, over 48 and a half. Both teams averaging, uh, I think Western's averaging about 21 points a game. Bowling Green's averaging about 26. Neither team all that good defensively. So we're going to take the underdog, getting the four and a half and the over 48 and a half. It's just, it's the system. We're going to keep riding it till it stops working. Underdogs and overs, three and one last night. Let's go three and one again Maybe I'll sprinkle, maybe I'll sprinkle. I'm going to, you know what? I'll sprinkle, sprinkle a central Michigan money line for Boss Reed. Oh, that's true. Central that's Michigan true. graduate read. I'm gonna I'm gonna sprinkle a Central Michigan money line for him. And if it works, right, great. If not, then I have something on him. That's where Betsworth was built. Central Michigan. Yeah. Well, not really. Central I don't Michigan. Know where any of it is is probably a server somewhere. Who knows? But a lot of action tonight. We got five sports in again: baseball, basketball, tennis, hockey, and even some football. There's probably soccer or something silly. I know I asked you yesterday. I'll ask you again. Any other random stuff that we may have missed? I don't think so nothing off the top of my head i mean no it's wednesday night. it's just nice to have football on what tuesday and wednesday night because tuesdays and wednesday nights is as nice as it was to have the nba and hockey back something just felt like it was missing just a little bit now we got we just we got a taste back we got some football back on the sports cup overfloweth people give us a thumbs up like rate review do all that great stuff uh, say some prayers, send some Carmen Andy's kids. Hopefully they'll be better and we'll see him tomorrow. If not, Matt and I will be back and we'll see you then, folks.